the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare from briefing.com. Mr. O'Hare, good day to you. And the same to you, Rob. Thank you. So, we're once again at the funny position where the market seems to be hitting new highs on a regular basis, but it's late summer and volumes down and volatility's down. Does this carry over into the fall or do we give some of it back? What's your thought? Well, I, I think you certainly see volume pick up, um, obviously with the uh, vacation schedules winding down. Um, but I think that the, the low volume you're seeing here also is a reflection of some of the concern tied to where, you know, how the market has gotten to where it's gotten to and in the face of some questionable fundamentals. Um, but the gains of late, um, to be fair, I think are, have been uh, marked more so by a lack of selling interest than an actual lack of buying interest, uh, which kind of just reflects that resilient nature of the equity market due to the ongoing support provided by the Fed's monetary uh, policy. Um, but, you know, as we move into the fall, you're obviously going to have the election uh, become, you know, even more front and center. Uh, so there could be some volatility tied around that. Uh, but, um, it, you know, this market has yet to demonstrate any real fear of anything. Um, and so I'm not quite sure, uh, honestly, you know, what the, the fear factor would be. Um, and um, I'm actually going to start, uh, I'm going to investigate that specific issue as to, you know, what really could derail this market um, in my big picture column later this week. One of the things you and I always have to talk about is the, the flow of funds. I've got a 401k that I tell people, good market, bad market, invest every two weeks in your 401k, max it out. There's always going to, not always, I'm not going to say always, there's usually going to be a strong flow of money into the markets for the foreseeable future because the 401ks kind of taking over where pensions dropped off. Um, is it the 401k money that's that's propping up the market or is, is that a, what would, what would you say about 401k money? Yeah, you know, I think you raise a really good point there, Rob. I do think that there is some, um, uh, you know, just passive investing money that, you know, as these these allocations from these retirement funds uh, find their way into the market. And, and uh, you know, I think a lot of individuals are moving increasingly toward, um, you know, a passive index fund. So those dollars get allocated into, you know, the, uh, you know S&P 500 index funds. Um, and you see this somewhat relentless bid, uh, you know, propping things up. Um, I do think, too, though, that you might, notwithstanding a lot of uh, chatter from some very uh, smart individuals about 
the market uh, having gotten ahead of itself and trading at stretch valuations, you nonetheless have uh, you know money managers who are working against uh, performance benchmarks and they're watching those benchmarks run away from them. Um, so I think there's some some chasing that's going on of these benchmarks uh, by money managers who are underinvested, uh, and then at the same time. Um, you probably have some uh, influence on the part of uh, pension funds and sovereign wealth funds and uh, you know insurance companies and the like that are trying to uh, do what they can to um, get higher returns so that they're able to meet you know future liabilities uh, and are probably uh, within their respective investment mandates trying to deploy money into the equity market in pursuit of some higher returns and so. Uh, it kind of goes back to you know what I was saying earlier is that you, you've seen a market characterized by real you know uh, by a market that really doesn't get spooked for long by anything, um, and I think a lot of that has to do with a lot of the the cash that is out there that's uh, ready, willing, and able to be deployed at a moment's time. Because even though there's some concern about where the market is here, it's always um, juxtaposed with the position that there's still a lot of people want the market to pull back. So that they can put money to work, you know, at lower price levels, uh, and that's just kind of uh, one other element that uh, keeps things uh, from falling apart at the moment. So, switching back to the economy, uh, we saw some, I think, decent numbers. The consumer price index out today was not inflationary. Is that enough to keep the Fed in check with our lukewarm economy, or is the lukewarm economy going to keep the Fed in check? Uh, what's your predictions on the Fed? Yeah, well, I mean, if, if uh, uh, you know, the, the CPI number that was out this morning uh, would, would certainly uh, work toward the argument that the Fed will not raise rates in September, uh, considering that, uh, you know, inflation trends are moving away from where the Fed would like them to go. In other words, they're not moving up, they're moving down, um, you know, on an unadjusted basis, both CPI and core CPI uh, showed a deceleration in their growth rates uh, in July versus where they stood in June. Um, you know, the housing starts data was um, looked good on the surface, but uh, when you dig down into it, um, there wasn't a whole lot of growth to be had in the single-family sector, um, which is where you would like to see the growth concentrated. Um, and then the industrial production number, though, was admittedly it was it was quite good. Uh, there's growth across all major industry groups, which was nice to see, uh, but can it be sustained? Um, that's the question. And then, of course. You take a step back and you look at some conflicting viewpoints being uh, put out there uh, over the last 24 hours from New York Fed President Dudley, who's trying to, you know, let them put the market on notice that a rate hike in September is still possible, and then San Francisco Fed President Williams, who's out with more of an academic discussion that suggests that, um, you know, maybe rates maybe rates aren't going up for a very long time. <laughs> um, and uh, and it's just a, a world of confusion as it surrounds what the Fed policymakers might do, but that's been one of their biggest uh, shortcomings. Really, is is they their communications have not been aligned to give the market any clear sense of when and you know how much the Fed might uh, raise rates, uh, and this is just another example of it. Anything that you're looking at right now, like Home Depot showing a really good quarter again, showing us that housing continues to play a positive role. Any indicators that you like to look at? I like to look at the transports, the Dow transports. That kind of gives me a little bit of comfort. I like to look at the employment numbers on the first Friday of the month. And then after that, I'm like, eh, housing's kind of important. So as Home Depot goes, so goes housing. But any little tricks or trades uh, you want to give us some insights on? 
Well, you know, I think, you know, one thing you, you look for is, is income growth, really. Um, you know, if consumer spending uh-huh. is, is what, 69% of, of GDP, um, higher levels of income are going are gonna to promote higher levels of spending, uh, way more so than increased confidence levels will. Um, income growth is the primary driver there. And so, uh, so that's something that's really important to watch. Um, you know, and, and really what consumers are doing, you know, the July retail sales report was, was somewhat disappointing, but, you know, that was coming off of three straight months of retail sales gains. So we have to watch to see if the August number is, is equally lackluster, and that might give some insight into the consumer who's, you know, maybe now backing off on discretionary spending activity, but we'll see. Um, but in any event, income growth is, a, is is one of those key data points that people should should keep an eye on for some uh, understanding of where the, you know, the broader economy might be moving in the third quarter. So what else are you working on for your big picture? You have to be, you have to be halfway through that because your big picture comes out on Fridays. <laughs> um, well, yeah, you know, as I alluded to at the top of the interview, you know, one of the things that is one of those questions out there on everyone's mind is, you know, you know, why is the market up the way that it is? Uh, and I think everyone continues to point back to just the interest rate differential or the, the, the seeking yield trade because, you know, market rates are so low. Um, and everyone's wondering, you know, what really could upset this market? You know, we saw Brexit, you had a, a two-day fallout, and then it was off to the races, you know. So I'm going to try and highlight some of those issues that that could potentially upset the market here uh, in the near term. What might it be? Well, maybe it's, you know, an unexpected interest rate hike. Um, Maybe it's a terrorist action. I don't know. Um, Hope not, certainly. Um, Maybe it's, you know, a President Trump. Um, You know, I don't know. You know, we'll just see, but I'm going to look a little bit further into that and try and highlight that for our readers. (laughs) The whole President Trump thing. Um, It seems like his campaign is really coming unglued but then again maybe it's something like a terrorist act that puts the glue back into it uh what do we have about 85 days 80 days till the election are you thinking the election plays any role in the stock market between now and then um i i, I think you know we've talked about earlier like i i don't believe it's played a huge role in, in it uh, uh up to this point um but as you know, now with that deadline getting even closer to election day, I think it does become more of a focal point. Um, but it would only really be upsetting, I think, uh, to this market if um, you know, I think one of the, the steadying influences here of late has been this idea that uh, Mrs. Clinton is, you know, moving ahead in the polls um, and is perceived, you know, at least in the market's mind, I think, as the the better of the two candidates um, for the market, all things considered, and, and so. Um, so maybe if that polling turns around, uh, you might see some some different action. But uh, but it will become more of an interesting trading point uh, in the uh, in the weeks ahead here. I'll let you go a couple minutes early. Thank you so much, Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. Always a great guest. Always terribly terribly insightful um, into kind of where we stand. Is I guess the right way of saying it when you. Use briefing.com. You start your day with his page one column. And you, there's so much on that website. You don't need to spend enormous amounts of money getting complicated, you know, technology thrown at you. A lot of common sense, well written. Everything, Stephen, on IPOs. Uh, they have got a article subset called The Next Big Thing. And they look at the IPOs and they rate, you know, what the strength and weaknesses are. They tell you how the IPO market's done in the last year. And you can kind of get a pulse to like, Tech IPOs aren't all that in a bucket of chicken. Medical IPOs are. So maybe you should be looking 
elsewhere these days if you've been looking at tech. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. If you want to learn more about briefing.com, go to briefing.com. Uh, tons of information there. And again, Patrick O'Hare, top-notch guest. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.